of the marrow of sacred divinity, drawn out of the holy scriptures and the interpreters thereof, and brought into method. By William Ames, sometime doctor and professor of divinity, in the famous university at Franeker in Friesland. Chapter 26 Of Calling Hitherto of application, the parts of it follow. 1. The parts of application are two, union with Christ and communion of the benefits that flow from that union. Philippians 3.9 That I may be found in him having the righteousness that is by the faith of Christ. 2. This union is that spiritual relation of men to Christ, whereby they obtain right to all those blessings which are prepared in him. 1 John 5.12 He that hath the Son hath life. And chapter 3.24 He dwelleth in him, and he in him. 3. This union is wrought by calling. 4. For calling is a gathering of men together to Christ, that they may be united with him. 1 Peter 2, 4 and 5. To whom coming? Ephesians 4, 12. For the gathering together of the saints for the edifying of the body of Christ. From which union with Christ there follows union with God the Father. 1 Thessalonians 1, 1 and chapter 2, 1. To the church which is in God the Father and in our Lord Jesus Christ. 5. This, therefore, is that first thing which pertains to the application of redemption. Ephesians 1, 7-9. In whom we have redemption, etc. After he made known unto us the mystery of his will. And it is that first thing which doth make a man actually elected in himself. That is the first act of election which is showed forth and exercised in man himself. Whence also it is that calling and election are sometime taken in the scriptures in the same sense. 1 Corinthians 1, 26-28 Ye see your calling. God hath chosen the foolish things and weak things. 6. Hence the calling of men doth not in any sort depend upon the dignity, honesty, industry, or any endeavor of the called, but upon election and predestination of God only. Acts 2.47 The Lord did add to the church such as should be saved. And chapter 13.48 As many as were ordained to life believed. Romans 8.30 Whom he predestinated, them also he called. Titus 3.5 Not by works of righteousness, but of his own mercy. James 1.18 Of his own will begat he us by the word of truth. 7. The parts of calling are two, the offer of Christ and the receiving of him. John 1.11 he came to his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as receive him, he gave to them, etc. 8. The offer is an objective propounding of Christ, 
as of a mean sufficient and necessary to salvation. 1 Corinthians 1, 23 and 24. We preach Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Hebrews 7.25 He is able perfectly to save those that come to God by him. Acts 4.12 Neither is there any other name under heaven which is given among men by which we must be saved. 9. But there is nothing propounded nor ought to be propounded of Christ in the calling of men to be believed as true which is not simply and absolutely true. For this is both against the nature of a testimony, as it is an object of that faith which is in the understanding, the formal reason whereof is truth, and also is against the nature of the gospel itself, which by an excellency is called the word of truth. Ephesians 1.13 10. The offer of Christ is outward or inward. 11. The outward is a propounding or preaching of the gospel or of the promises of Christ, Acts 9.15, that he may bear my name in the sight of the Gentiles. 12. Yet that man be prepared to receive the promises. The application of the law doth ordinarily go before to the discovery of sin and inexcusableness and humiliation of the sinner. Romans 7, 7. I knew not sin, but by the law. 13. Those promises, as touching the outward promulgation, are propounded to all without difference, together with a command to believe them, but as touching the propriety of the things promised, which depends upon the intention of him that promiseth, they belong only to the elect who are therefore called the sons and heirs of the promise. Romans 9.8 14. The inward offer is a spiritual enlightening, whereby those promises are propounded to the hearts of men, as it were, by an inward word. John 6.45 Whosoever hath heard of the Father and hath learned, cometh to me. Ephesians 1.17 that he might give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the eyes of your mind being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of your calling. 15. This also is sometime, and in a certain manner, granted to those that are not elected. Hebrews 6, 4 and 10, 29. Matthew thirteen twenty. 16. If anyone oppose himself out of malice to this illumination, he commits a sin against the Holy Ghost, which is called unpardonable or unto death. Hebrews 6, 6 and 10, 29. 1 John 5, 16. Matthew 12, 32. 17. The receiving of Christ is that whereby Christ being offered is joined to man and man unto Christ. John 6.56 He abides in me, and I in him. 18. In respect of this conjunction, we may say that we are in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17, and to put on Christ, Galatians 3.27. 
to be dwelled in by Christ, Ephesians 3.17. The house of Christ, Hebrews 3.6. The temple of Christ, 2 Corinthians 6.16. To be espoused to Christ, Ephesians 5.23. Branches of Christ, John 15.5. Members of Christ, 1 Corinthians 12.12. And the name of Christ is in a certain manner communicated to us. 1 Corinthians 12.12, 12. so also is Christ. 19. By reason of this receiving, calling is called conversion, Acts 26.20. Because all they who obey the call of God are wholly converted from sin to grace, from the world to follow God in Christ. It is also called regeneration, as by that word, the very beginning of a new life, of a new creation, of a new creature, is often set forth in the Scriptures. John 1, 13 and 3, verse 6, 1 John 3, 9, 1 Peter 1, 23. As in respect of the offer, it is properly called calling, as God doth effectually invite and draw men to Christ, John six forty four. 20. Receiving in respect of man is either passive or active, Philippians 3.12, that I may apprehend. I was apprehended. 21. Passive receiving of Christ is that whereby a spiritual principle of grace is begotten in the will of man, Ephesians 2.5, he hath quickened. 22. For this grace is the foundation of that revelation whereby a man is united with Christ. John 3, 3. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 23. But the will is the most proper and prime subject of this grace, because the conversion of the will is an effectual principle of the conversion of the whole man. Philippians 2, 17. It is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. 24. The enlightening of the mind is not sufficient to produce this effect, because it doth not take away that corruption which is in the will, neither doth it communicate unto it any new supernatural principle by virtue whereof it may convert itself. 25. Yet the will in respect of this first receiving hath not the consideration either of a free agent or a natural patient, but only of obediential subjection. 2 Corinthians 4.6 Because God, who hath said that light should shine out of darkness, he it is who hath shined in our hearts. 26 Active receiving is actus elicitus an act of faith drawn forth, whereby he that is called doth now wholly lean upon Christ as his Savior, and by Christ upon God. John three fifteen and 16. Whosoever believes in him. 1 Peter 1, 21. Through him believing in God. 27. This act of faith doth depend partly upon a principle or habit of grace ingenerated, and partly upon the operation of God moving before and stirring up. John 6.44 None can come to me 
unless the Father draw him. 28. It is indeed drawn out and exercised by man freely, but certainly unavoidably and unchangeably. John 6.37 Whatsoever my Father giveth me shall come unto me. 29. With this faith wherewith the will is turned to the having of the true good, there is always joined repentance, by which the same will is turned also to the doing of the true good, with an averseness and hatred of the contrary evil or sin. Acts 19.4, Mark 1.15, Repent and believe the gospel. 30. Repentance hath the same causes and principles with faith, for they are both the free gifts of God. Ephesians 2.8 Faith is the gift of God. 2 Timothy 2.25 Whether God will at any time give them repentance. They have the same subject, because both have their seat in the heart or will of man. Romans 10, verse 9. 1 Kings 8.48 with the heart man believeth. They shall return with all their heart. They are also begotten at the same time, but first they have diverse objects, for faith is properly carried unto Christ and by Christ unto God, but repentance is carried to God himself who was before offended by sin. Acts 20.21 repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, they have diverse ends, for faith doth properly seek reconciliation with God, but repentance a suitableness to the will of God. Romans 3.25 A reconciliation through faith in his blood. Acts 26.20 That they should turn unto God, doing works meet to repentance. 31. Repentance in respect of that carefulness and anxiety and terror arising from the law, which it hath joined with it, doth go before faith, by order of nature, as a preparing and disposing cause. But in respect of that effectual and kindly turning away from sin, as God is offended by it, so it follows faith and depends upon it as the effect upon his cause, and herein is proper to the faithful. 32. Although this repentance doth always bring grief with it for sins past and present, yet it doth not so properly or essentially consist in grief as in turning from and hatred of sin, and in a firm purpose to follow after good. Amos five fourteen and 15. Hate the evil, love the good. 33. That repentance is not true and sound, which doth not turn a man from all known sin to every known good, neither that which doth not virtually continue and is actually renewed as often as need is from the time of conversion to the end of life. 34. Repentance is wont to be perceived before faith, because a sinner cannot easily persuade himself that he is reconciled to God in Christ before he feel himself to have forsaken those sins which did separate him from God.
This audio recording was read by Michael Ives. I hope you found it enlightening and edifying. Visit westportexperiments.com for more audio resources, and where I write about parish missions, the care of souls, and all things Reformed.